Hello folks and welcome back to the Wrestling Podcast. That's wrestling spot W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the grats, but without the E. Of course, me and G, we're not anti, we're simply pro wrestling. My name is Liam, this guy is Gareth. Hey! And I suppose the saying is, better late than never, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> we're finally coming through with the uh, episode covering our jaunt up to London to watch Pro Wrestling Eve's Wrestle Queendom. We're talking Tokyo Joshi Pro All Rise and also the New Japan Stardom Historic Crossover Show. Gareth, where do you want to start? Let's uh, let's go chronologically. Let's let's start with uh, Wrestle Queendom, which was what three weeks ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the wrestling podcast for up to date breaking news. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's been a real. Trials and tribulations to get uh, us both behind a microphone. It's just I just don't have time. Gareth's being generous. I just I just don't have time. You need to start doing this by yourself. Just monologues. No, I don't know how interesting that would be. I'm sure people would really like it. Mm, I could record some stock responses. Yeah, okay. I'll have a little mm. Liam soundboard to yeah, react to, react to like my... That. Yeah, I like that idea, actually. Yeah, that would be great. Maybe just adjust the pitch for different or things as well. Maybe I can, like create a liam ai and like have that watch the shows that i want to discuss perfect yeah, that makes a lot of sense that'd be great <laughs> i'd be really into that just a liam ai to do everything would be ideal <laughs> um so you actually went up for both shows i joined you in the evening for show number two yes so yeah, yeah t- tell me about show one how was your experience yeah it was it was a goody um you know i had i, re- I really i made a nice day of it actually caught the train up from salisbury and got a nice coffee before the show um and so i was seated for this one uh and yeah it was uh you know we've been to this venue before the 229 um and yeah just some really good stuff on this one actually so it kicked off with uh laura di matteo defending her eve international title and you putting her pure j openweight title on the line so you know double bubble here mm-hmm. so you came out the victor here and i'd not seen you live before um you know i've seen her on sort of streams and the like and she's just so wildly entertaining and just mm. just one of the like purest baby faces going at the moment i think like how could you possibly boo that face <laughs> yeah it's true and it's just got some super fun spots so i mean i feel like there were some people around me that weren't familiar with her and as the match wore on, just we got super into her and it was very sweet to see. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. That's always enjoyable to watch, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Real, like a real treat. It's good. I really feel like Di Matteo has come on in leaps and bounds since, you know, we first started seeing her perform uh, for Progress uh, a number of years ago. Like, mm. I, you know, I think in ring, she's um, really turned up a notch since, since I kind of was last seeing her regularly mm-hmm. or certainly feels that way. And then we had the uh, Rincadora Maria match, and that was just like a good little exhibition, um, an introduction to those two again. You know, it felt like there were people that maybe weren't familiar with our Japanese guests. I really liked that. That was a lot of fun. One of the big matches on this card, and it was like from here on out, like this this first card, I think for my money, was probably the better of the two. Pretty banger heavy, wasn't it? Just thinking back over it, I think. And it's interesting because the venue was far fuller for the evening show, the later one. Right, but yeah, this this felt like the the better of better of the two. Well, I think you know, just from my perspective, I would have rather got to show one if I had a choice. Um, yeah, even sort of with the benefit of hindsight, looking at the two cards side by side on on paper, I, I think show one was probably mm, mm. looked slightly slightly stronger. But yeah, I guess I guess people had logistics issues like I did, so it was uh, <laughs> just one of those things. Yeah, of course. I was I'm deeply jealous of you seeing. Um, me versus Millie live. I think that that sounds like a banger. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. Yes, but so we had a Eve tag title match, uh, Uprising, Rhea and uh, Sky Smithson defending against uh, Hyper Mazau and uh, Seshamoth Martina. This this was lots of fun. You've got sort of a lot of big characters in this match, um, so you, know, you knew it was going to be a lot of fun, you know. But all of them can really go as well when mm-hmm. when they want to, like you know, because I know sometimes you get these sort of larger than life sort of characters uh that are just lots of fun but you know when the bell rings you know it's not necessarily 
grade a wrestling but yeah i th- I feel like all four of these can can sort of kick butt when when they when the match calls for it you Definitely. know this um uh yeah loved getting to see uh Mazal live in you know in living color yeah uh, she you absolutely. know between this and her match on the second show you kind of got the like Mazal greatest hits i felt like yeah i thought even just watching the second show i got enough of the experience to be very satisfied yeah, as a yeah as so an international fan my my only uh my only sort of uh small complaint about this match i was like sat right in front of the kind of finish which mm. was uh Mizell accidentally spraying uh martina or oh, the other way around i can't remember it's been a long time but like there was <laughs> kind of i think it was Mizell spraying martina uh sp- sprayed accidentally sprayed Martina in the face with like her sort of spray bottle mm. uh, when maybe Rhea like dove, dove out the way and it was just the timing was just off so it looked kind of hokey right okay otherwise a super fun match you know so it's like such a sort of minor minor complaint like the actual it was super fun but it's just that little thing where it just ruins your suspension of disbelief and I feel like there was a similar issue in the main event of show two you needed picture perfect timing to make it look good and for it to work and they just whiffed it ever so slightly yeah it's I, I totally get that and it's it's kind of it's unfortunate in terms of its placement within the match you know if, if you get one of those incidents that lead to the finish then that can really skew your perception of the match yeah less so than if it happens at the start or in the middle it's just the the ending is the bit that in an ideal world you want to hit cleanly but things happen things Mm. oh 100 yeah and then we got um me mashta uh incredible seeing her here live former guest Mm. of the show friend of the show uh taking on millie mckenzie in match two of their now sort of trilogy Mm. uh so you know millie got the victory in the first match in spain and Miu got the victory on this night uh, against Millie, meaning that she would go on to face whoever the Eve uh, champion was in in show two later that day. And yeah, this sort of kicked all kinds of ass. Uh, you know, it was exactly what you'd expect from these two. You know, it's so nice having sort of Millie back on the scene and unleashed. You know, she's having such a great little run in Japan right now. You know, which you really love to see. You know, there's a few of them out at the moment. You've got Nina Samuels out in the um, out in Japan as well at the moment, and you know, it's just really lovely sort of seeing these people that have come untethered from WWE just wrestling their butts off. Yeah, getting different looks. Seemingly yeah. really loving loving it in the process. Mm, yeah, for sure. Miu, like I say, Miu took the victory then, and in the Eve title match had an upset. I well, not not really, but just you know, I wasn't expecting two title changes in one night we had alex windsor defeat jetta you know i think alex windsor has been an mvp of british wrestling and you know dare i say wrestling in general for me this this year yeah 100 percent. so you know it was lovely to see her get that sort of victory and you know jetta's been a champion for quite some time here in eve and it cool with it sort of it uh going to somebody sort of completely new freshening up the uh the sort of top of the top of the scene here yeah, I think um, just again on paper, it felt like the right time. Yeah. Just, you know, not sometimes these title changes can feel a bit forced or a bit yeah. sudden. There's a bit more to run, but I felt like that was the right decision. And of course, with what happened on show two, uh, it led to something, a new direction. So yeah, that, absolutely. that's absolutely fine. Yeah. So that was, that was a, and it was a fantastic match as well. And then the final match of the show was the uh, the lights out match between Emerson Jane and Charlie Morgan, mm. which was had so so much, you know, it was way more sort of violent and hard hitting than I think it needed, you know, not needed to be, but that I was anticipating. Uh, really? You know, some absolutely brutal sort of spots here. You know, some uh, a table spot that really had me wincing. Um, you know, really really violent, and I was just convinced that we weren't going to see either of these competitors on show two like i was like well there's no way you know either of them are going to be wrestling uh later tonight and then uh but <laughs> both of them did that's wild isn't it i must go back and watch that because i haven't I'm, I'm i don't fully see it with emerson jane yet so i need to see some some of the the really good stuff and i think yeah. um by the sounds of it, this is one one of the oh, yeah. ones she, i should watch to she smashed help, it here help me understand because yeah i i when I've seen a wrestler, I always think that 
I don't know. I can't really put my thing, finger on it. I like aspects of what she does, but I'm just not ever sort of fully, I don't know, on board. I don't know what it is. There's a slight disconnect. So, yeah, I need to watch that and see, because I'd like yeah. to bridge that gap if I could. Definitely. And then, um, so that was end of show one. And then we had an, a nice sort of uh, maybe 90-minute, two-hour intermission between the two shows. And in that period, uh, I met up with uh, Gary, friend of the show. Shout out to Gary. Yeah, love, you know, ace chap, um, who had who actually brought along some lovely gifts for both of us, that which was incredibly thoughtful and oh, extremely well received, I must say. What a uh, nice so guy. Yeah. Absolutely wonderful trading cards of uh, the Japanese talent that were on the show. You know, so they've got pride of place at home now. Yeah, we were saying as well, you know, when we used to go to shows, prior to doing the podcast you know we go up to shows and of course always be open to meeting folk but everybody always seemed like they had their group and kind of thing mm. and it, you know you never build that network in a way you might have liked yeah. to but you know i think one thing that the podcast has enabled slightly is to start to grow that network of other fans which is really lovely so you know meeting gary meeting jace and you know other folks it's just yes yeah, it's it's, it's a, makes it a really pleasant experience because oh, not 100%. only there for the wrestling um but there's a sort of social element to it mm-hmm. as well which is lovely so it's yeah. really special yeah it mm. made this a really really nice outing definitely yeah and so you came and joined us at uh at weatherspoons yep yeah uh, had a show too so on to show two which uh you know you you can sort of come in full bore now we we had standing tickets, so the decision to attend was made like two or three days before the actual show. Yeah, just because neither of us were sure whether our schedules would allow for it, and thank God we made it. But yeah, no seated tickets left for us for uh, show two. I think I would <laughs> really have to think long and hard about doing another <laughs> show of our scene <laughs> because this was a really fun show. But I, there's no doubt in my mind that my enjoyment was uh, crippled. <laughs> it's probably the most pertinent word I could use. Slightly by just, oh, look, I don't, is it an age thing or what? When I was, you know, standing for however long the show was, probably doesn't seem like that bad a thing on paper, but my word. By the end of that show, I was just, I, I felt like I was 80 years old. You know, I'd, my... Like you were, you were complaining about it. I'd been behind a bar for about eight hours uh, the previous night and eight hours the night before. I don't know how you did on it. On my feet. I don't know how you did it. I came yeah. prepared. I came prepared with the ibuprofen. And yeah, you... It was a good shout in hindsight. Yeah. You, and you, you politely declined. I did. Before... I did. And you know, I got two matches in and I thought, oh, this is great. Nothing's hurting. This is wonderful. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, clearly the the hazards of sitting for a living are are null and void. And then match three hit and good Lord. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, aside from that grumbling. um, Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Great to see Hyper Misao in the first match. Real sort of one to tick off for me. I really, really enjoyed getting that Hyper Misao experience. And I thought this match with Nightshade kind of facilitated all of that really you got to see all the hijinks and the yeah. character work and uh, the, the bike making the bike. appearance uh, yeah i love that it was just on a boris bike as well yeah absolutely <laughs> they'd, they'd commandeered from someone mate those things are heavy they are heavy as hell i really so, felt for having to try and just, drag that thing around and then <laughs> you had really... Mizell go cycling headfirst into a tower of uh folding chairs on the stage it was, yeah, it's just just perfect uh, Mizzou hijinks. You got and the experience. That's what you wanted, the, the hyper the, What made this uh, extra fun as well is I think we were stood right by Nightshade's, like, I, I think sister, looked like probably her sister and some friends yeah. who were just, like, going absolutely, like, wild all So night. pro and, Nightshade. Yeah, yeah, it was just really, really fun. <laughs> but, like, just them cheering for, like, the people that they were just like, oh, I, you know, like, I'd overheard her be like, oh, I know that person, you know, like, if somebody's on the show, like, I know her, she's really nice. And so they'd get behind, like, mass- the whole group would then be massively behind, like, one competitor because, you know, the sister, I'm guessing the sister had, like, met, them before and I had like a good experience it was just very very sweet yeah and it was it was very organic as well you know it was quite quite sporting yeah and very... then they kind of got it felt like the other like crowd around us as well like would get behind the same people they'd be like oh yeah I'm gonna sort of cheer for these guys so you had this like 
his section almost. <laughs> like I think we were the Rio Rio section at one point, weren't yeah. we? Which was wonderful as well. Yeah, um, very, very good. And I really like Nightshade. One of my one of my kind of one competitor that I'm always really pleased to see on on shows. Yeah. So I I haven't previously got Nightshade as much as I'd like. Um, but I really did enjoy it here. This was this was a really good one for me. And yeah, I definitely sort of saw the saw the light a bit more, which is funny for something that should shade things, but there we are. <laughs> um uh, yeah, I thought this was really good fun. Um, like like both of them. So yeah, great stuff. And just I don't know, when you see wrestlers from Japan or from the States or what have you, in an ideal world, you or at least I do anyway, you want as close an experience in person as to what you get on when you watch them on online or on tv mm-hmm. you know and I, I think you know in years gone by you've seen folks come over and they they haven't done very much or you know just done the the, the bare it's minimum like going through the motions a yeah bit. and it can be a bit underwhelming but with the, this is as far from that as possible like i've i walked out of there thinking yes i got the hyper miss out yeah. experience so that's well, great I would say certainly with Eve, that's been my experience with all the sort of Japanese talent they've brought over. For it's, sure, yeah, one hundred percent. Like you're getting it, you know, uh, the kind of unadulterated full experience. Yeah, I'm harking back to the early noughties, I suppose, in that reference. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh no, I get you, and I got where you're coming from. Like going to like an FWA show in the uh, early two thousands with all the imports. Oh, the biggies, yeah. You know, it was just a slightly different, a different vibe back then. But yeah, one hundred percent. I so I, I love that. That was great. Um, other standouts. I really enjoyed the singles match between Rio and Casey. I thought yeah. that was excellent i think like, it, technically fantastic wasn't it it was in line for match of the night for me by my my lasting uh issue and it is a personal issue um which that the match just played out or played to played with silence like they neither wrestler made any noise and i have sort of a, an opinion which was informed by my brief stint training about um and i kind of wish he'd never said it to me because i can't stop noticing it now uh the trainer at the time was saying you have to make noise in wrestling because it it's what kind of gets the crowd involved it's the soundtrack to the match and you know when i was when i was trying to train trying to train <laughs> that's not a, a word stumble that's uh, very deliberate um you know initially i would stop and do poses in silence and he would say why are you doing that you know you're not this isn't on tv there's going to be people you know 10 foot away from you you gotta make some noise you gotta bring them in and it's always stuck with me and i just see that with matches sometimes and it 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 really stands out and this was the case here there was just no noise and it was interesting because after the match when both of them got on the mic i thought they were great like really good talkers and what have you so clearly there's no issue there you know what i would say is that it wasn't a natural thing when I was trying to do it, and I can imagine that it's not always a natural thing. You know, some people are perhaps more predisposed to grunt or just sort of, you know, <laughs> make those sort of guttural noises when they're doing things. Um, and we'll get onto a few good examples later in this um, episode. But that was just one thing that um, was a, a slight niggle for me. But mm. I thought as a as a match on paper, like if you chose to watch it on mute, um, this was an absolutely brilliant match. And I really like both of them. Rio's great. I love her gear. I, lo- I don't know what yeah. the deal is um, if she's got a jiu-jitsu background or something, but it looks like a rash guard and you don't really see those in pro wrestling much. And I always think, why not? Because they look dead cool and she looked awesome. Yeah, it's like a cropped long sleeve rash yeah, guard. Yeah, it? it's just really unique. I just think yeah. she looks ace. And then yeah, you know, Casey's very, very good as well. Um, and hopefully she'll be back yeah. um, soon as but well. full power. Yeah. Um. My first experience of you as well, um, certainly live experience anyway. And I, yeah, the, in, in many ways, the, the EVE International title match coming immediately after that match was a good sort of contrast in terms of noise in the match because you got you and you got Rin, neither of whom I'm aware that speak the language, you know, uh, natively. And yet it was so much louder. Mm. And I just think as a crowd, it kind of invites you to make noise yeah. and get involved. I don't know. But um, I thought this was really great. Used just so much fun, and I loved Rin's reactions to her, her like her fear and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just it a was really great. lovely little match. Really yeah. good. Um, what other things do I want to talk about? I was very impressed with Rain uh, Leverkusen. 
Um, as a football fan, the surname of Leverkusen makes me smile every time because it's a German football team, which is a Bayern Leverkusen. And so I always think of that whenever I see it. But um, yeah, I, I thought I was really impressed with with Rain and the match against Maria was a, a fun little little one as well. Um, Eve title match, probably my favourite match. Yeah, of the that's, that was kind of the match of the show, wasn't it? By sort of some margin in terms of uh you know the pure in ring you know just it does does it get much better than me master and alex Windsor? no it was really really good and i was i was gutted to see alex lose um because i've been a, a big proponent of hers all year but that said you've got some you know if you have the opportunity to put your title on me master then i don't think you can really in good faith argue against it particularly <laughs> if that if you know she's able to come back which it looks like she is so that's really cool. Just a crazy good match. Great strikes um, from me. And just wonderful to see her in person as well. That felt like a real experience Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, I was you very know, it's been It's been a good old year for Alex though. She's held uh, four different titles this year. Yeah. Currently still holds two. So International Princess in TJPW, Eve Champion for a couple of hours. Yeah. And then has got a... Uh, you know, as we speak, 306 day reign as Queen of the Carnival champion mm-hmm. and a 390 day reign as Rev Pro's undisputed British women's champion. And she so, won the She Won as well. Yes. So, yeah, no, no, she's done great. No lack of accolades this year. 100%. Yeah. And I did, part of me in the back of my mind was wondering if the fact that Alex recently lost the belt to Mi Watanabe would sort of shape the outcome of this one because in theory Miu is higher up the uh food chain in TJPW so you know using whatever the wrestling equivalent of MMA math is you know does it really make sense for you know me Watanabe to overcome Alex but not me Master so you know that there was that as well but yeah, yeah it was really good really really good thoroughly yeah, enjoyed just, it and just, just a... felt like a a really great live experience yeah. to see Miu do the thing I'd, I'd really like to see these two um go at it again Hell yeah. down the line 100 percent. Um, you know i'm hoping for more alex in in tjpw as well yeah it would be wonderful it would be really good i'd love to see there's quite a lot of people that i'd love to see just have i don't know a bit of a stretch over there mm. like, it's mm. nice folks going over one or two matches but it'd be i think there are particular wrestlers that would just really yeah. flourish out there there are things that would really work for them mm. you know over mm. like a However long, over a little mini tour or something. So, sure. Yeah. Um, then the Eve Tag title match. So this was more of a, a elongated angle than than match. That's a really good way of describing it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, I just want to say right off the bat, one of the people that I've grown to really enjoy this year is Sky Smith. Yes. Just, I I don't think I'd seen masses of Sky beforehand, but just so good. Great she just character, has it, doesn't she? great character and delivered in a really sort of not wrestling is very overt and you know the, a lot of the character works very over the top mm. and you know she is the the sort of wrestling equivalent of a television actor as opposed yeah. to a theater actor you know a bit more it, subtle. and it, and it works for whatever reason it just works really well you know that doesn't always you know, I think I've made that I've made that reference as a criticism before, but it really works for Sky Smithson. So yeah, mm. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. yeah, it was great stuff. I think Charlie Morgan's top draw. Um yeah. so a bit of a shame to not see her for longer in this one, but no. I just I, I really rate her. But that said, you know, Jet is brilliant and Yeah, so just you know. you know, carried this match as kind of, you know, underdog baby face, mm. uh, you know, taking on Sky and uh, Nightshade. For the for the tag belts solo, yeah, and you get a really good a really good sense of Jetta's depth here because she played that underdog character brilliantly throughout this tag match handicap match, um, and made you really get behind her as we've done for much of her title reign, and then in the angle at the end of the show, <laughs> she was an immediate heel, yeah, and you know just- that's. That's that's skill, man. Yeah. You know, to be able to sort of go up and down the spectrum like that, I I think that's quite impressive. Yeah, but you know, just going back to my uh, earlier comment about the the tag title match on the first show and the sort of 
timing of the finish being not quite right. It felt like the timing here of the like quote unquote like accidental strike mm. um just didn't quite work either. Like they look like they they like took like a half step and like stopped and then before like going again, like it felt like they weren't maybe already for the, something happened. Yeah, something yeah. happened and yeah. so it just kind of th- took you out of the moment a little bit. But you know, I still really enjoyed the angle in itself. Um, you know, I like the idea of uh, the Royal Aces now. Uh, you know, Charlie and Jetta as 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 heels turning on uh, poor poor Alex. What what an awful night for Alex Windsor. Just a difficult weekend. Yeah, yeah. it's not not good at all. Yeah, I felt really bad for. Her. Yeah. So, but yeah, I didn't think it. It didn't. Fortunately, it didn't affect the sort of final no emotion that you were left with. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, that was a that was a thing. So. Yeah, I think overall, I really enjoyed the show. I wish I'd had a seat. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Your poor little leggies. (laughs) But I thought it was a really good show. I was very, very impressed with with Alex, with Sky, with Rio and Casey, with Rin and with you and, you know, in particular. But I just think there's... This this whole thing was packed with talent yeah, across the board. Bad. So no, 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 um, really but just stuff. you know, there's certain things that still stood head and shoulders above, you know, the the Miu and Alex match. Yeah, that's it. Um, one minor critique, which I which I hope is taken as taken in kind. Um, just from where we were positioned, the I had a real issue with the lighting because it just felt like. I don't know if they're using a spot or something, but it just felt like the whole ring wasn't lit. So people would kind of come into the light and then, you know, only half of them would be lit and they come out of them. And it's not like a massive thing, but I don't know. It just distracted me and I'm perhaps more dialed into it from having to care about it through fear to work and things like that. But it just was a bit of a distraction to me. I don't know if there's much they can do about it. It's probably the constraints of the lighting equipment within the venue, but You know, regardless, yeah, I did, just to sort of some objective criticism, it just slightly bothered me, to be honest. <laughs> I don't know if you notice it so much from... I didn't. You know, or, or even if you notice it so much from being sat down, but I guess that's not really the point of lighting. You should be lit everywhere. So, yeah. um, but that that said, to counter my own argument, it is more challenging to light things in a round. Anyway, hope you've all enjoyed that visit to lighting. Um, <laughs> lighting corner. Lighting corner. But yeah, that was just one minor quibble that I'd love to see resolved, if humanly possible. Mm-hmm. But I do appreciate the constraints of the venue because I've had to grapple with that myself. There we go. That's uh, hopefully a well-balanced critique. Um, yeah. But yeah, two, for me, thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Can't wait to go again in January, is it? Next one? Yes. Yeah, really looking forward to it. Eve just pumping up really good shows back to back to back love to see more of them to be honest with you but yeah great stuff certainly yeah they're doing a good job keep it up guys <laughs> did you want to talk about historic crossover next because that would be the i think the next one chronologically or do sure. you want to go to tjpw well let's let's talk this one um let's keep it in order but i haven't seen as much of this card yeah that's just fine. To, just to put it out there if you want to lead and talk on the stuff that you you did see and enjoyed yeah, I think the thing that I, my main takeaway from Historic Crossover is that it worked and that having the interaction with the stardom wrestlers mm. brought out different sides of the New Japan wrestlers and mm-hmm. it was refreshing and interesting. Yeah. And, it, you know, I think it, one of the main critiques one could have of New Japan over the last couple of years is that aspects of their product have felt stale or well-trodden to be be more polite about it. And I think what you got with this was, you know, Zach's interaction with Julia. I mean, Tom and Shuri was always going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, so if you've ever listened to Tom Lawler talk, he's always so (laughs) deferential to Shuri. And, you know, so that was awesome to see that playing out. But, you know, even Goto and Micah and, and Tana and Itami, you know, I just felt like those interactions brought out different kind of responses and different mm. sides to the wrestler that was just so utterly refreshing. Like I saw somebody tweet something about, 
uh, it was about the backstage interview, um, you know, post-match with Julia and Zach and saying it's the first time they've seen Zach genuinely smile. Like it's always that <laughs> sort of sarcastic, you know, whatever smile. But this is the first time they saw him actually laugh or actually smile. And I just think things like that are important. They had, had layers and, you know, give give wrestlers depth. And I think that's wonderful. Definitely, so. yeah. It was just nice seeing these, you know, unusual interactions. Yeah. Um, you know, loved uh, Desperado, Oh, Desperado having the uh, half Starlight Kid oh, mask. You know, how those, cool was those that? interactions were really yeah, nice. Yeah, I want that shirt. Yeah, that was uh, that was really cool. I would just love to see this sort of thing happen on a more regular basis. Yeah. I saw Okada saying he felt that if it happened every year, it would take away the shine. I was like, no, no. Okada, no. I think I think you know, <laughs> once a year as a minimum would be great. Yeah, I don't see any reason why you couldn't do it more regularly, and maybe yeah. have. I don't know. I I get the sense that people that watch stardom primarily are a bit more protective over the, you know, the, the amount, the level of cross contamination. That's just something that I sort of picked up on. Oh, really? But I I would love to see you know Zach popping up as a corner for Julia as a result of this. You know, kind of being in there with the others and stuff like that. I just think that would for big matches and things like that. I think that would add something. But... Yeah, both both sides of that tag team match just felt like such great little pairings. Wonderful. And it just tickled me so much though when Tom Lawler got in there and tried to move Shuri aside and then both Shuri and Julia kick his ass for <laughs> <laughs> Tom Lawler's the man. Yeah. He's he's so he's not underrated because I think people know he's great, but I do think he's sort of and relatively unheralded he should be spoken about in in more places and with louder voices because he's just very good and Lawler and Sabre just seem like such like a natural fit as enemies yeah definitely because they're kind of similar you know they're they're the they're like the the judo jiu-jitsu yeah. crossover where there's that little bit of needle um they're just they're the opposite sides of the same coin, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they can you know? do similar things, but you know, and that's why it's but uh... how they how they like to kind of present themselves and hold themselves up, you know, is is the kind of key difference, isn't it? Yeah. But so if you were to you know, in a in a in a quiet room, they'd probably admit that there's more similarities yeah. between them than there are differences you know yeah, yeah you're, you're absolutely right you know if you, if you got them if you got them having a beer together you know they'd probably be like oh actually you know we get along pretty well yeah but yeah, yeah i you know i completely i get i get that like you know when you get down to the things that they're actually passionate about they probably have a lot to talk about but yeah, yeah, yeah you know as as characters there's just like they're going to be at loggerheads aren't they and I, yeah i really liked that yeah really good i don't know if they've ever had a singles I must have no. to. I must look that up because I'd love to see it. That's a, a match I didn't realize I wanted Absolutely. to see until right now. Um, yes. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. So yeah, for me on this show, it was yeah the the highlights were the either the, the either the moments of interaction between Stardom and New Japan or just the straight up Stardom stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. the the, the Kairi Mayu Iwatani uh, IWGP Women's Title match yeah it was just fantastic i haven't seen this yet and i've heard it was great and i also heard that the whatever match was the night before was all even better as well i forget um for, i think for both women so yeah i must go back and watch that yeah um but yeah i definitely i i just found uh mayu's uh wild-eyed selling in uh this match here just fantastic just really like felt for her just like you know almost like reaching out just like oh my god just you know when when Kairi was sort of rocking her world yeah Mai's just a wonderfully sympathetic baby face yeah. you know and I was thinking about this I think anybody you know can objectively understand why Kairi won because mm-hmm. she's the more sellable well-known etc yeah. so it makes sense you know, particularly if they want this to be a real international title, which by all accounts they do. Mm-hmm. But I also think that whoever's in charge should take that as a real indictment on what they've done with Mayu so far, because yes, she's extremely well thought of, but she should be really well known, you know, and 
that it's taken this long to get her over to the US and you know put her on some strong shows or what have you. Like, come on, guys, Mayu Otani should be you know in in all the top ten lists. And yeah. you know, I think the only thing that holds her back is not being as well known as some of the other um, constituents. Yeah, so- it's wild. You know, despite having you know wrestled as part of ROH. But, you know, I think during the period she was active, you know, the number of eyes on ROH was diminishing. That was it. Yeah, that's the that's the disappointment. You know, I think the thing that she's known most for in the US is that Lucha Underground match with um, was it the Lotus Triad and mm. against Penta. That's the thing that I see kind of talked about the most. But look, you know, it is what it is. But from now on, 2023... I want to see all the Mayu Watani. Yeah, that's she's here, the there, everywhere. She's Let's the face go. they should be pushing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just top, top draw. I completely agree. I tell you, I want to see Mayu Watani and uh, Okada as a team. Oh, interesting. What? Because they're both kind of goofy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They're both like world, and... world class, like incredible <laughs> wrestlers, but just like real, real weenies. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's the most natural team. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's perfect, isn't it? Absolutely perfect. But yeah, good stuff overall. I do think things like this help freshen New Japan up a little bit. Yeah. You know, so I think that's really great. And hopefully we see more of these go forward that the historic crossover becomes less historic as we go (laughs) and just more. Let's just do it. Um, So yeah, wonderful stuff. And finally, on to the TJPW shows. This is All Rise yeah. 22 from Corican. Some fun stuff on here. Um, yeah. Benefited, in my opinion, from a couple of interesting imports, you know. Uh, massively. And also from the uh, cheering being loud. Absolutely. Massively so. And also as well, it's it's a it's a reasonably well-balanced card, I would mm-hmm. say. You know, there's there's that sort of more parity between singles and yes tags which you know from my personal sensibilities is great um but i know there's a lot of folk out there i just love the multi-person the, tags, the random and, tags yeah. oh, i get i totally get it um but yeah so go go ahead mate what were your key takeaways from this uh just suzumi continues to have a fantastic year heading towards the end of 2022 strong uh, really looking forward to seeing what 2023 has in store for her. It's got to be a big win coming, right? Some sort of title yeah, or tournament. I really hope so. Yeah, me too. You know, maybe she goes all the way this year in the Tokyo Princess Cup in yeah. 2023. Yeah. yeah. Every time out, she seems a little bit a little bit better, almost, you know, you could say. And yeah, I really liked the, the tag team match of Ami Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi against uh, Julian Nagano and Moka Miyamoto. Um, I really enjoyed and just feel like uh, Julia and Mocha uh, are a really fun little unit together mm-hmm. with the sort of, you know, kind of karate-esque uh, backgrounds, for both. Of the, I think, for both of them. Mm. Um, and yeah, just I just love Miu and Rika as well. Yeah, 100%. So. They seem like um, strange bedfellows in a way because Miu's quite pure and friendly and you never <laughs> quite know what you're getting with Rika, do you? <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my favorite was that was it this year the 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 match the water park no I think it was last year the water park match where Rika pulls the gun just lives rent free in my in my head <laughs> oh great I just yeah I I love love that so much Mizuki just is continues to be top draw in everything that she does yeah uh, exciting about her tenth anniversary show coming up yes yeah that'd be nice that'd be really good you get the feeling that she's on a collision course with Yuka as well. Oh, 100%. So you know, going... and I'm, my body is ready for another sort of title match between those two. Um, the, what was it? 20, 2020, their, their, their title match, uh, I think was our favorite match of the year. It was. Yeah. Top draw stuff. So, you know, if they can come even close to replicating that, then, you know, sign me up. I just want Mizuki to win it. If yes. we're gonna do it, I want. I, to I, I I really would love Mizuki to be the next uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro Princess Princess Champion. Yeah, I'd be all for that as well. Yeah, I think that's a great shout. Um, and then yeah, so we had obviously the final in the trilogy of matches between Miyu Mashita and Millie McKenzie. Mm. Um, you know, and 
I feel like this one was maybe just pips the match at Eve in terms oh, okay. of quality. Right. Uh, might just be recency bias, just, you know, but for me, it just like felt that, you know, might just be, you know, it's on the big show. It's on at Kurikan, you know, it just feels even bigger. Mm. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I thought this was really strong, really, really good match. I do feel like also the the for me the um winner was really up in the air. Like I could, you know, I had literally no idea who was, you know, gonna take this one. Uh, you know, I thought like, oh, it could be Millie to bring the title back to the UK. But, you know, very glad that me you know, me held on to it because it means we get to more Miyu in the UK. Exactly. And she didn't have the shirt I wanted in my size. So that means that there's a, a second bite <laughs> of the cherry coming up, hopefully. Bring those XLs, Miyu. Come on, let's go. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I thought this was really fun. One thing that interested me was you know, the commentary team mentioned about the lack of countouts in, mm. in Tokyo Joshi Pro. And I was thinking, um, I want... How does that affect the psychology in terms of like your strategy if somebody's outside? Because there was a period where Mia was on the deck for ages and Millie was in the ring. And I was thinking, oh, there's part of me that kind of gets it. You know, you sort of make her do the work. She's got to pull herself back in yeah. and, you know, but there's also she's recovering as well. You know, mm. it's an interesting dynamic that you don't get anywhere else where, you know, what is what is the preferred strategy yeah. there? I'd be intrigued to see if that's... Is it just being a good baby face and not going for a down yeah. opponent on the outside? Or... Yeah, I just thought I was, so, you know, sort of self-commentating it. And I thought this is a really interesting little mm. junction to mm. talk about things. But yeah, so there was that. I thought overall this is a really, really good match. I love big match Millie McKenzie. Yes, um, absolutely. I my, my thought here as well is like Millie McKenzie's gear for this match is the is the Reading and Leeds uh festival poster colors but inverted the red <laughs> and the yellow and even with you know just so she just looks like a walking wrestling uh Reading and Leeds poster to me oh my gosh that's such a sort of throwback response <laughs> yeah you're absolutely right yeah I didn't didn't put that together at the time you bang on <laughs> I I just love her when I love Millie McKenzie when she's serious, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. she's such a good wrestler, like so, so good. And I just think the sort of rarely seen hyper dialed in yes. dangerous Millie McKenzie is my my favorite yeah, version the, of Millie McKenzie. They're like, not yeah. being like a weird little gremlin Millie <sighs> McKenzie. <laughs> Can I just, uh, I don't know if you'll agree with this. So I, I, I enjoyed the, the comedy stuff mm-hmm. but i do think sometimes as a fan i i watch those matches and i'm like i don't feel like i'm in on the joke here at all i don't it almost feels like it's something that's sort of spilled over from backstage yeah and it's like what well, i don't quite get it like it's never kind of played out as much as i would like mm. or sometimes it isn't and i think that can i don't know impact <laughs> impact how much i enjoy it I'm like, okay ah, i don't quite don't quite understand what they're doing here like there's you know there's clearly something but maybe you just have to be really dialed into the, the social stuff and then okay. understand it a bit more but sometimes that just um i don't know takes something away from me but anyway regardless i'm big match millie's yeah, where it's at some, some serious suplexes here this is really good i was thinking afterwards if they were to do it again i'd love to see them almost try and do a completely different type of match, you know, mm. with with Millie having been skull kicked twice now and wanting to avoid it, just going full on wrestler versus striker, yep, and just not, you know, the whole game plan being different, you know, like no standing and trading, just constantly trying to get me on the deck or tire mm. up with suplexes or what have you, and you know me having to find like really small pockets to get strikes off or what have you rather than mm-hmm. going blow for blow i think that could be a really fun yeah. story at some point um, absolutely but yeah i thought this was great really Be really good stuff um, um and um, how evil was me man after that skull kick when you know millie was just dazed and she kind of just like raised her head slightly and she there's this smile on her face <laughs> like oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna kill yeah, this girl. not someone oh. i'd want to be on the wrong side of me you master yeah, she just always hits that kick so nicely. Mm. And then, yeah, just, you know, a bit of a killer instinct combo yeah. at the end then, to take her out. 
and then uh, finishing her with, you know, it wasn't just the skull kick, it was the crash rabbit heat as well to yeah, sort man. of put her down for the for the three. Really, just like, that's it for you. Yeah, just laying it on thick. Um, but it also showed real, you know, I think it, the fact that she had to employ that level of offense speaks volumes of how we're supposed to perceive Millie yes, as a threat. So absolutely. that's wonderful. So yeah. And, stuff. um, you know, off the back of this as well, we know, um, that, uh, it's going to be the next challenge for, for Yuka is going to be Miu. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to that, well, like no bad thing, you know, I know that we, we sometimes, uh, you know, and others bellyache a little bit about the sort of, you know, the, the sort of, trio at the very very top of tgpw just like trading the belt around yeah but the matches they're great there's never an issue with the matches no. there's never an issue with that um but yeah no it should be good man i'm looking forward to that and i gather um the next eve uh participant heading out there is rio isn't it yeah heading um, back going again. Out in december yeah is she, is she challenging me Yes. Because she kind of called a shot on Eve night two, didn't she? That she wanted a title match. So yeah, that's what's going down here by the looks of it. That's great. And also, I think that will, I think working in Japan will really benefit Rio. I think that's, um, you know, the style and everything just fits. And I think she will become a killer. You know, the longer that she's out there, I think it's really going to help. Oh, absolutely. But, you know, it would help anyone, wouldn't it? Let's be fair. So. <laughs> yeah, working with, you know, these pros. Someone that's also going to really help is Billy Starks. Because, you know, being out there with Yuka and having a, a, a pretty decent 15-minute match, I think she... I, I, there's probably a, an issue, because I think they said on commentary that she's still at school <laughs> in the daytime. But... I could just imagine her doing a stretch in Japan and just getting over like crazy and just she's so so good. Yeah. Already. I just think that she's would, only gonna keep getting better. That would tip her over the edge. But she's got that kind of cute thing that they like over there. So I think you know, commentary kept on saying at the start, like, oh, she's so cute, she's so cute. And I think that's that's relevant because I think it will help her make fans over there. And I think she could be a big deal. Yeah. But she's very, very good. And also, just to, just to call back from what I was talking about on the Eve show, just listen to the sound levels in this match. Oh, yeah. Like, and, and her in particular, Billy, makes all sorts of noise when she's throwing folk, when she's doing the dive. Yeah. And to me, it just adds masses. And it's perhaps more noticeable in Japan where you have a slightly quieter crowd during the exchanges. But... Mm. Uh, yeah, you know, if you if you want to see what I'm talking about, maybe you sort of confused or think I'm talking nonsense. That's a really good example because to me, her making those noises throughout just I don't know, it feels more of a fight. You kind of get into a bit more. So yeah, nice. Yeah, so that was a uh, you know another good big show from Tokyo Joshi Pro. I do feel like you know when they put on their their bigger cards, they just they don't miss. Oh yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. And I love this whole thing of Suzumi getting singles. Like, mm. let's just keep that because yeah. that's good stuff. Yes, please, more of that. More of that. There you go. So three very enjoyable shows there that we've belatedly got to, but I'm glad that we did. Yes. Um, lots of good wrestling on at the second. So plenty more to cover next week. Uh, I suppose we should probably wrap it up there, though. Jim. Yeah, I think so. While. So that's that's covered everything that we've watched in the uh, the you know the the recent past. Yeah. Um, you know, for the rest of December, we're looking at, you know, it's our usual uh, over Christmas and New Year. It will be happy list and favorite matches of the year. Mm. So if, you know, in preparation of that, just as we're we need to both start compiling our lists. If you listening at home, if you have got any uh, wrestlers that you think should, fe- you know, let us know who you think should feature on the happy list this year. If you've got any matches you think might have flown under our radar that we need to check out ahead of compiling our list, please let us know. We'd love to to hear from you. That would be really, really helpful. So yes, please. Um, place it's always a struggle. Like we we both we both struggle making these lists. Just you know, because uh, there's. there's so much good stuff out there. There's so much good stuff. And it's hard. I don't think we're natural list makers. No. Because, uh, you know, I guess to 
to to make it to put someone on a li- on a list is to exclude someone from a list, and uh, that's not necessarily in our nature. No. There we go. Um, so yeah, folks, um, hit us up on the socials, Twitter, and Instagram at wrestling pod. That's wrestling about the e wrestling pod at gmail.com you can send us an email there where else are we gareth uh well we're also on patreon and ko-fi so if you'd like to support us in a financial way it would be greatly appreciated you oh know, my God. The, yeah sort of unfortunately podcast doesn't pay for itself so just to kind of keep the lights on at uh wrestling pod towers if you enjoy what we do and you want to give a little something, it'd be greatly appreciated. You can find the links to both the Kofi and the... So Kofi is if you want to give a, a one-time donation, or if you want to give regularly, you can do it so via Patreon. And there are a number of tiers and rewards via Patreon as well as so the different things. So like being part of our exclusive uh, Discord channel, you know, and in the higher levels, you know, Liam is contributing uh, exclusive uh, articles, bits of, you know, bits of writing. So once we've got more people on board, there'll also be uh, like bonus episodes behind the paywall as well. Yep, 100%. So we do appreciate that. Appreciate that uh, money's tight for a lot of folk yep. at a second. So anything that you do feel that you can contribute, we greatly appreciate. And yeah, you can find the links to both of those at uh, wrestlingpod.com, which will take you to our link tree. Um, and with that in mind, a big thank you to our Patreon supporter, Steve. Couldn't do it without you, man. Hey, Steve. All right, friends. Uh, that wraps up for this week. Thanks so much for uh, bearing with us and for your patience. And um, look forward to getting something out to you uh, probably in the next year or so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly. But something before 2023, definitely. Yeah, only joking. No, we've got, we got plenty of stuff planned. So, yeah, thanks again for your patience. Um, have a wonderful weekend. Stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the grabs. Mm-hmm.